0: Now, we watched the movie with a goddamn hummable theme. Yes, we did. You, know what I did. you know what I learned watching this movie? I was like, you know what? Every time I have to come up with a, a song, like every time I come up with a song to basically bug Amelia, I sing it to the Goldfingers. It's, it's always Goldfinger. Yes. <laughs> yes, it always is. The guys are crazy every time.
1: All right. I mean, on that note, there's really only one way to start the show, and that is it's Podflix, <laughs> Wow! <Wah, wah, wah. laughs> episode 180 i'm nish <laughs>
2: i'm cracking up
0: <laughs> this is Willie, and this is paul
1: uh guess what movie we watched well we spoiled it with the last episode we did but we watched 1964's goldfinger
0: you sure you didn't spoil it with that intro <laughs> song
1: no, <laughs> no, nah, nah, nobody could. Nobody. Nobody would have guessed. Probably nobody did guess because it was just an atrocious rendering of the Goldfinger theme. Surely Bassey <laughs> is rolling over in her grave. Um, but uh, this, of course, is a, a movie that you and I, Paul, had probably watched a million times between us. Um, and that only being a slight exaggeration. But Willie had never watched. So I'm very eager to I've never watched any James Bond. Movies, that is true. And, uh, that is true. This is amazing. This is a milestone. You are you were fairly famous, at least among our friends, for never having watched a James Bond movie. I'm going to have to be famous for something else now. That's right. Know. That's right. Now it's now. Now you're famous for only watching one James Bond movie. <laughs> <laughs> so far, <laughs> so far. <laughs> That's right. So um, but actually, before we get to that, before we get to that, let's talk about a big sea change that you guys are about to undergo or Paul especially about to undergo in his uh in his movie going habits over the last e- year and a half cuz i heard that you guys are getting ready to go back to the movies like for reals we're going to get ourselves a snack yep
0: <laughs> wait that's <are>. the kitchen <laughs> the only the only the only thing that could pull me back into the movie theaters nostalgia um yeah uh, willie and i are going to see the ghostbusters movie in the theaters and you know what i feel okay about it and you know why i feel okay about it because about two weeks ago, we were um, we were at our local mall, and we ran into some friends of ours who said, hey, we're going to the movies. Um, do you guys want to come? And I was like, we were like, okay. And then immediately we were like, why did we say okay? We're, we are not <laughs> okay with this. And after a lot of hemming and hawing, we decided not to back out um, and still went to the movies. So I'm proud to say that i Broke my pandemic streak of not going to the movies with The Adams Family 2. <laughs> oh, I was waiting to
1: see what it was going to be.
0: <laughs> a movie that I mostly listened to a podcast while watching. <laughs> <laughs> but I can give you a... Was Amelia there for this? Yes, she was. It was it was her, and then and then friends of ours and their kids, and they were all going to see this movie. Right. So, so this we was went. this was kid oh driven. God. This was kid <laughs> driven, yeah. And and we went to a surprise. In retrospect, surprisingly full movie theater. It was probably close to halfway full. Um, and uh, we saw this completely dreadful movie. Um,
2: Is it surprise to you that the movie was theater was half full? Because movie theaters are half full, or because that many people went to see The Adams Family?
0: Little from column A, little from column B on that one. <laughs> no. um, yeah. maybe it would have meant more if I had saw the first one, but yeah,
1: I think the Adams Family two, and, yeah. and and it was a thing when I saw ads for it. I was like, I vaguely remember that there was this cartoon Adams Family. I did not realize that the first one had like come and gone.
0: No, I had <laughs> I had no idea. Um, but hey, you know, at least I saw another o- Oscar Isaac movie. I guess um, Oscar uh, Isaac is in Adams Family. Yes, is he Gomez Adams? <laughs> yes, he is. Um, which I didn't realize until I saw the end credits, but yes, he is. Does he he sing? Uh, I don't know. I was listening to a podcast for most of the movie. Um, (laughs) I don't know what happened. It's fair. Um, no, I don't know. It was, it was whatever it was, it was, it was a movie that was like, well, no, I do know. I was going to say it's a movie that's bad. And then your kids are like, Oh, I loved it. But all the kids were kind of like, meh, it was okay. Really? Um, Yeah. Um, even the kids didn't really like it. So, what are you gonna do but the seal's been broken and now i'm like yeah i can go to a movie theater and be okay every friday he's gonna be irresponsible and at the movies yeah bring me the bring me that movie pass or whatever the hell what was that thing called it was called movie pass it It was was called movie pass yeah Yeah. i'm ready
1: let's do it this is a very interesting voice cast (laughs) this movie (laughs) the other people in it i mean so charlie's theron is morticia
0: Oh wow. yeah, and Chloe Grace Moretz is Wednesday, <laughs> huh. who is a, who is probably well, no, probably is the star of the movie. Um, that's like it, that makes it's, a that's, it's a Wednesday movie. Yeah, I was gonna say. That's I kind understand of the, live the commitment.
1: Addams family second
2: one. The commitment anyway. to making one of these movies is low when it comes to the voice acting, but it'd be a hell of a movie if this was an actual movie with them cast that way.
1: <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, the the one like voice cast person who I feel like makes sense in here is is Nick Kroll as Uncle Fester. It's like I see that, <laughs> totally. Yeah, that one that one makes sense to me. Less so Snoop Dogg as Cousin It.
0: <laughs> Worth it for the song. Yeah,
1: <laughs> there, there we go. Yeah, and you got some you got you got some all star voice actors in here, and you got Bill Hader, and you got Wallace Shawn.
2: Yep. You guys ever seen Big uh, Big Mouth?
1: No, I haven't. No. I've I've kind of wanted to and just never quite got there because it's, it's got a whole it's bunch a- of good people in it.
2: Absolutely filthy show and good. That's
0: what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. Check it but anyway. Out. Adam's Family too. Big thumbs down. All right. Both me and my seven year old.
1: We'll see how uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife treats you. Is your seven year old going to that? Too scary,
0: right? We showed her, I showed her the trailer, and um, at the end of the trailer, um, she was staring blankly at the screen, and I said, what do you think? And without blinking or looking away, she just said, I don't want to see this.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, no problem. Two thumbs down to that one, too.
1: Yep. (laughs) I like Maybe, the idea you, that it wouldn't be because it was scary or anything like that. She'd just be like, "It's like, Dad, it's clearly nostalgia here. at like, yeah. people so who grew stop. up in the '80s. Like, yeah.
0: I, 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 don't know this property, Dad. Yeah. I'm not in the key demo, Dad. This is really yeah. for you. Yeah. Right. I don't, I don't connect with this IP like, at all. Those little marshmallow
1: men may mean something to you. They mean jack all to me.
2: Seriously. Uh, my, I did talk to my kids about this recently. And both of them were like, what is Stay Puffed, anyways? And what does that mean? And I was like, I had to explain to them what that it was a real, was real, right? Stay Puff was a well, real that, marshmallow that, character.
1: That, that's the thing I was going to say was it's like a thing. It's like it was a real brand. But to be fair, when we saw it as kids, I said the same thing. What <laughs> <Like, laughs> <Right>. is Stay Puffed? <laughs> yeah. It was like, oh, apparently this is like a real marshmallow brand from when right. they were kids.
0: <laughs> right. Was it a Canadian mm-hmm. brand?
1: They're I don't know. Canadian. That's a good question. You mean, you mean that just Dan, only Dan Aykroyd knew about it? Yeah, basically. Yeah. And Harold Ramis, I guess. Okay. I mean. Harold Ramis is Canadian. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's yeah, Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So the two of them Canadian marshmallows. Mm. James Bond, guys. James yeah. Bond. James Bond, guys.
2: James Bond. We are sounds the like,
1: James Bond guys. Sounds like you love James, podcast. James,
2: James Bond.
1: All right, so 1964 Goldfinger. This is the third James Bond movie out of 25, uh, 26. I I can't remember what the number is, but this was uh, this was this was the movie that made James Bond like a a bona fide sensation. Um, I I looked this up and I'm pretty sure it is the fourth highest grossing James Bond movie of all time. And keep in mind that it came out in 1964 unadjusted. It is the fourth highest grossing uh, James Bond movie. So that really says something about how popular it was back then. Um, it, of course, stars Sean Connery as the, the original James Bond. Um, and it has a bunch of other people, most most of whom people wouldn't know. It's <laughs> it, <laughs> I mean, I mean, honor Blackman uh, as Pussy Galore is probably the most famous other person in it. There's Gert Frobe and there's a and there's Harold Sakata and so on and so forth. Um, I was really disappointed, by the way. We'll get into the movie in a second. Um, I never knew this as a kid, um, and I should have known. This is like one of these pieces of trivia. I should have known that almost every single one of Gert Frobe's lines is dubbed that he like spoke extremely poor English. And so it's actually an English actor uh, who I forget what his name is, um, who. um, is dub- is overdubbing all of Gert Frobes lines as Auric Goldfinger which means oh. like my favorite
0: line and everything like he never said. Yeah, I I actually or, learned or that he said but it's not him saying it. Right. I actually that learned year. that very recently too. Yeah. Um yeah. and it, that's What's your favorite line? I expect you to die. Of course. It's yeah.
1: it's, yeah. it's got to be the the best <clears throat> pro- probably the most famous anyway James Bond line not spoken by James Bond. Right like like other than your you know bond james bond and shaken not stirred and all that kind of stuff so um do we want to do a premise of the movie i guess um i guess it it feels weird to like it it, it's just i can't even tell you like i saw this movie probably when i was like seven or something six like like the amount of times i've seen this movie although i had not seen it for a while um right so james bond is <laughs> i'm not gonna explain who james bond is I mean, no please do yeah, no i'm not doing it. <laughs> so the titular james bond is yeah no um i guess it's not titular um so james bond uh is in miami and he is um told by his superiors in mi6 to uh watch keep keep a watch out for this guy oric Goldfinger, who is uh this businessman who's big into gold and they think he's smuggling gold um, somewhere, but can't figure out how he's doing it. And so he kind of tries to keep tabs on Goldfinger and gets kind of ensnared into uh, he gets caught by Goldfinger and kind of ensnared into his sort of criminal dealings, uh, including this mysterious Operation Grand Slam Operation Grand Slam that he is uh <laughs> That he, I I can't say that without hearing him say. (laughs) Hearing him say, "So pretty good, Connery." Yeah, thank you. Um, uh, That 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 he's uh, preparing, and and that's basically sort of the the premise of the of the movie. But this movie is really almost less about the plot in a lot of ways, and more about like moments that are just like extremely iconic in terms of like the
0: whole James Bond lore. Right, it's really about the duck on the head. That's what it's really about. Yeah. All
2: right, we're, real quick. I, I do have to yes. hijack because I know. Please, please do. I was going to let you drive this review, but but I have to hijack for a hot moment. Uh, did you guys? When was the last time you saw
1: this movie? It's all the way through.
0: Yeah. <sighs> Probably.
1: It was a long time ago for me that that I actually saw it all the way through. I've seen large chunks of it all over the place. It's on TV all the time and like all kinds uh-huh. of stuff like that. But all the way through from start to finish, really paying attention, probably had been like 15 years for me.
0: So a podcast that I used to listen that I listened to um, did a James Bond rewatch in 2011 and I watched them all along with that. So in 2011. Okay. Yeah.
2: And I will assume since you're both bond fans wait are you both bond fans
0: yes but not so. as but I not as i wouldn't call myself like a super fan or anything right but uh, okay like we're not did you like like like,
1: right. like we have a we have a friend who's a much bigger bond fan <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah.
2: and then <laughs> you liked this movie when you were younger right yes for
0: sure mm-hmm. okay
2: because I'm remember I'm watching this for the first time in any Bond movie for the first time and the 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 twenty twenty one lens
1: is not so fucking good. Well, that's okay. Bring bring the heat. We're ready oh, for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we certainly won't disagree with you on that. But yeah, go ahead. So I
2: like I what I wanna do to hijack this review is give ratings now and then <laughs> argue about it for a little bit.
0: Sure. So I'm gonna not? this
2: not? I'm gonna give this movie a zero point five out of five. Wow! I did, wow! I did not like this movie. Like, and we'll get into it, but in like, sorry, like I couldn't get past how fucking rapey this guy was at all times. Like, he was supposed to be like, honestly, it just seemed like for James. Maybe this is James Bond as a whole. Maybe his character like gets bigger and better, but like. I think he's supposed to get by with with like charm and cleverness, and he was not really clever in this movie. And his charm was straight up like trying to rape every girl
1: he was around. It was fucking off putting. I mean, that basically is James Bond for huge swaths of the James Bond movies. Like I would say, it maybe that changed somewhat in some of the Pierce Brosnan movies. It's definitely different for the Daniel Craig movies. Like that 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 portrayal of Bond is definitely a different portrayal.
0: I would say it I would say it very slowly gets better. Right. Very slowly. And then slowly. it gets a lot better. And then recently. and recently it gets a lot better. <clears throat> yeah. Um so is it is right. Are the nineties ones better than the ones in the sixties? Yes. Are they as good as they should be? Absolutely no. not. <laughs> um, um and I mean this this is I mean, this is literally the movie where like, you know, like the, where the trope of like you know the the woman sleeps with the hero and then like switches sides afterwards like this is where that trope comes from is from this movie and he is always portrayed as someone who women very very like absurdly quickly fall for and yes. find like unbelievably irresistibly charming and you know and it often like yeah it was a movie made in the 60s there's a lot of like super problematic things about it and one of them yeah. one of them is yeah, I'd certainly put the down. way he forces himself on women for sure yeah, i feel like oh, that's a, a men want to
2: be him but women want to be with
1: him like yes i mean that's that's an absolute like james bond thing and like and how yeah i don't know you
2: No, know, while well, re-watching it i want you to put grades on it and, and then let's dive into it for a minute now that you've rewatched and and like, but honestly, like it's a first time watching it through you you, in through the lens of 2021, like fucking hard because every scene he's doing something very rapey.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's fair. You know, we're talking about a movie. I mean, I never know. I never know exactly what to say. Right. We're talking about a movie that is almost 60 years old. And the, and the question is like how much of a, past does it get for being of the time it was made you know like how much should it be held to current standards versus the standards of, of when something was made this is like always a problem right and uh-huh. for me uh like like sadly a part of it is like i have nostalgia for this movie like i yeah i i, I can't divorce myself from that it's, it's like kind of impossible yeah. I, like
1: like i i can't watch it fresh like like you know like neither of us can like like you right. did um
2: I'm with it's you, lot- by the way. I, t- I yeah. totally understand where you're coming from. I was just right. curious, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we, we no, all like, live I mean, here in
1: this time now.
2: Right, right, and right. You and, and and saw we have- us when you were 10,
1: right? Right, right. And and we have other movies like this, you know? Like, like there are newer movies that came out. Like, I feel the same way about like... um, I mean, this is going to get very digressive very quickly, but it's like, there are plenty of movies that we watched as kids that we probably still look back on fondly, that when you look at them are, like, alarmingly either transphobic or, like, gay panicky in, in way like like ways that like you just thought were funny as a kid because that was just what was on and you didn't really give it much thought and you know same deal where it's kind of like now mm-hmm. it's like you're kind of like ooh like watching this now like this is bad but then at the same time I can't divorce it from just the way it felt when I was a little kid watching it I feel that way a mm-hmm. little like uh, about like Revenge of the Nerds which is a movie I always liked as like a kid quote unquote and I wasn't like little when I watched it but like I always liked it And, you know, there's a scene in that where, you know, a guy just like one of the nerds just eh, pretty much more or less like, you know, rapes a girl more, more or less. And she likes it in the end because he's good at sex, which is very similar to James Bond stuff, basically. Yeah. But yeah. So, I mean, the grade I give this movie, I can't I I don't really dock it for any of that stuff, even though I totally understand why you would. But looking at it as a movie, otherwise, um, I don't know. I waver between a three or a three and a half. Like I, I this isn't my favorite Bond movie, even though I think it's like the archetypal one. Mm-hmm. And um, and there are definitely issues I have with it, which we can get into later that that are like besides like the, you know, not of its time kind of stuff, like
0: just in terms of the movie itself.
1: What about you, mm-hmm. Paul?
0: I think I, I large. I mean, I echo a lot of what you said. I, I can't divorce myself from the, the feelings that I the nostalgia feelings that I have for this movie and the way I saw it. And and I and while watching it, a lot of that stuff that you bring up, Willie, I was like, oh man, like Willie's never seen this before, uh, like and like it's weird. Your brain has a weird way of kind of like skipping over that stuff, um, especially like when you've seen it so much, like you're and and then watching it this time, I just kept going like, oh shit, like I knew it was bad, but geez um so I mean, it but, starts early like in the very beginning he's like man talk get
1: out of here I was like
2: whoa oh, yeah.
0: we're coming out hot yeah um, but man in
2: the end and,
1: and slaps her ass and yeah. she's on I, her know, way up and like a, yep.
2: a special sound effect for that <laughs> yep. ass
0: slap too yep. <laughs> um sorry now I'm just picturing the guy who was like hitting a head of lettuce in the foley booth to make that sound right <laughs> um <laughs> Um, but in the end, I, I agree with Nish, like it's, you know, James Bond movies are kind of their own thing. And, um, you know, it's something that you're either, you either buy into or you don't. And at the end, like at the end of the day, I do. And it's not my favorite James Bond movie, but it is, it is like the best or the most famous example of the form, I would right. say. Right. It's, it's the best representation of a yeah. James Bond movie um yeah for better or for worse and it's also a three and a half for me you know for those reasons um so yeah so i mean we'll i I feel like we're not gonna it then right because
1: i was gonna say i don't feel like this is gonna be a fight so much as you saying a bunch of things and us being like yeah we totally agree it's like if we were watching it for the first time that's how we'd feel like i I feel like that's what it's gonna be a lot of so let's start um forgetting for a second what he does (laughs) In the, in the movie like forgetting how we, how it's written what did you think of Sean Connery as James Bond and maybe it's hard to divorce those two things I understand if it, divorce
2: it but I but I expected a lot more clever is the bottom line right I could think of one scene that I really appreciated his cleverness which was um when he was in jail or whatever and he was doing that weird thing with the face and it was <laughs> he was almost flirt. by the way he was almost
1: flirting with that that guard yeah yeah he gives who, he gives a little wink <laughs> yeah.
2: and then he's like and then he yeah. disappears and that's kind of the only time i found him to be pretty clever um so i don't know there's it's not a james bond thing it's not a sean connery thing either like i had just general questions about and maybe i'm missing context for the timing right but the fight scenes the, chor- the choreography was not so good Maybe that's just the way it was back then. It's very uh, 60s. Yeah. yeah,
1: it's it's very 60s.
2: And They really use the shit out of a green screen, blue screen, whatever
0: it was back then. They do. And I'm yeah. just
2: curious, like it's, huh, it's, 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 it's rear
0: rear uh, rear projection. I was gonna say it's telling. not even that good. It's all yeah. rear projection, like the driving scenes and all that stuff. Yeah, like, it's, where it's all, like all rear thing in the background. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which you always yeah, have I looked
2: it movies. up. Maybe then, um, off the top, um, the first scene is at the Fountain Blue Hill in Miami. I reckon i that's where I learned to swim and it's and that was the old before they renovated it that's what the pool looked like that I learned to swim in and it was like it's beautiful but they weren't there at all that was all that was all projection it was like man I thought these were like big movies why don't they fly these guys to the fountain blue hill and, and film yeah, these they, things they,
0: they there's like a there's a there was a great Twitter thread about that where like they come in they do like two establishing shots and then they switch to a rear projection shot and it looks totally different once you see right it. right I was gonna say because um, they,
1: they did shoot some stuff there but it was yeah, like you yeah, said, it, it was... switches
0: pretty quick. Yeah, I think I think the thing about James Bond is he's not clever. That's not what he is. What he is is oh. like he's unbelievably cool under pressure, and he is a guy who like, mm. um, like that's that's more his stick than like being so clever. And also, and the... he's sorry. Oh. Go ahead, no Well, was to he's, he, and he's a guy who's like completely confident in his ability to like get himself out of a situation, even if he doesn't. Like, it's not like he's like ten steps ahead. He's like, I meant to get captured so I could do this. It's like, yeah. Well, I got captured. I'll, I'll, f- I'll figure out a way to get out of this somehow. And right, right. I'll, although I will say that, like,
1: even by those metrics, I feel like this, this movie especially, and I and I took note of that, like watching it again, kind of with not fresh, fresh eyes, but like trying to think of like, okay, I'm reviewing this now, watching it. Like I did notice that it's like he seems like he's like in over his head a lot more in this movie than he is in some other James Bond movies where it's like almost from the get go. It's like, he's like, like the only place I, I, you said the, you know, cleverness with that. I would say the one place where he's like legitimately clever is in the golf uh, match in the beginning of the movie where it's like that, that part, he like legitimately seems like he's on top of his game and knows what Mm -hmm. he's doing and like kind of has a plan the whole time. Um, But like from that moment on,
2: yeah, I mean, when he was on the table, I don't know. There's a couple times where it's like, I think these bad guys have. I guess that was the other thing that really took it. Removing all the other stuff, just like took me down some pegs. It's like, holy shit. Goldfinger has got this plan and this plan is not a minor plan. I mean, he's got like a fucking whole house dedicated with spinning things just to show hey, off are his doing plan. what you that thing moving
0: over there? My, oh, <laughs> wait, 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 can we please
1: stop for a second? It, it is my single favorite part of the movie. <laughs> is when that guy goes, what's with that spinning pole table? <laughs> like, those gangsters? Hey, I, who I turned could, out the lights in here? I could watch that ten minute sequence of those gangsters. That thing is on so a loop. funny. Just like well, I mean, when who, you think
2: about it, it what are you doing? So... Tim
1: <laughs> oh, that was definitely hey, all done. It's the in gas. Post. Like, what's going <laughs> on
0: with the gas? <laughs> Those guys were so funny. <laughs> Why is the fireplace closed?
2: <laughs> <laughs> the utter ridiculousness of uh, the way he showed his plan off, which is must have taken years to craft these models and these intricate floor raising <laughs> fucking systems just to gas them to go to
0: bed. Like, what? Why do we even do that? So that's my, so here's, I fucking love it. I fucking love it. It's so, but here's my question about that scene. Well, so I know we're like all over the place, Yeah. but there was something I noticed watching this, the movie this time. It's like, why does he go through the charade of like, he's going to pay this guy and like, let him leave and then kill him. If he's just going to kill everybody else too. Uh, Like, what's the point of doing like that scene? Like, he just kill them all. Like I mean, I mean, what's why the, does he even talk to them? Like what's what? the, no point point what, what is the, the point of explaining all shit? of it? The only reason he
1: explained it is so that we, the audience, would like <laughs> why, why? Why put that all together if he's just going to kill them all? He just really Can
0: wanted him? to tell somebody.
1: But not only
2: did he want to tell them, he needed to have fucking models with spinning floors and shit to explain the whole thing. It was crazy.
1: Uh, so. Yeah, that I don't know, man.
2: I don't. I don't even know how we got onto that topic. But, no, um, but I, I,
1: I would say like I always felt this, even as a kid, like not really thinking through it very much. But like my main problem with the movie, like the, the thing that you know that I push down is that I feel like the movie to me, like I remember it so well up until the point more or less that he like that he meets Pussy Galore, and then from that point on, it's kind of like eh. Like, like, it's like a series of like eh, scenes from that point on through the end of the movie, except maybe for the final fight with Oddjob in the in in Fort Knox. But like, (laughs) but but like all the part, like when they're in Kentucky, that whole part, it's like, "Ah, I could take or leave this. Like, it's like, like all the part up to that, like up through the like him on the, uh, you know, him on the thing with the laser, you know, and the, you know, I expect you to die, all that part. Like, that's the part I remember up through there really well. I, mm-hmm. I remember the rest of the movie, but I remember oh. it as like a part of the movie that I just kind of feel like, eh. Like this, this is part, like I don't here. care about so much.
2: This guy has thought out this plan so heavily, and James Bond is somehow able to convince him by saying, "I know Project Guard, whatever the fuck this thing is called. Oper- what is it
1: called? Pro- Operation Grand oh. Slam."
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he just says Operation Gla- Grand Slam, and the guy's like, "Well, I guess I shouldn't kill him now." It's like, whatever. That was kind of
1: lame. Um, also- yeah, I mean, I mean, it is. It's also like I don't know if this is the like this happened in in a bunch of movies, a bunch of B movies, all kinds of things all over the place. But this is probably the most famous example of the oft lampooned like I'm going to tell you my whole plan and leave you alive and you know all and that kind walk of out in the room and, and walk out of die. the room and like that kind of yeah like this is uh, this is one of the main movies that that whole thing comes from where people ah, make fun God. of that all the time. So yeah, That's totally. Terrible.
2: Did you guys notice when the um the flying glam squad went out and like go?
0: You mean Pussy the flying circus? Yes, yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> How people when they got poisoned, they just very calmly <laughs> lied down and went to bed. But nobody yes. like
0: fell over. They just everybody just like
1: lied down. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. They, yeah. I all, mean all, they were faking that, it. Yeah, I was going to say that is that is explained by the fact that they were all faking it in the end.
2: Everybody, the whole town was faking it. Yeah, yeah. because they, yeah.
1: they were all the soldiers and everything.
0: Because huh. yeah, t- they were they, they were all faking off. it. Yeah.
1: Now, how they were all faking it is a little beyond me because you couldn't, like, you definitely could see people not wearing gas masks, right? So it, it was really just that it wasn't the nerve gas. There like was no she, gas. Remember, yeah. they,
0: they, there's a line there, like she oh, even yeah, helped yeah, switch out the, the canisters.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. I forgot. Yeah, they said they switched out the canisters.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: I like Goldfinger. I thought he was good.
1: He
0: is I mean, good, he, he? Even he, even his like over the topness, like I thought he was good. He was a good bad guy. He is a really good bad guy. I have yeah. to say like he's he's somebody I would have loved to see in more movies. Um,
2: he's pretty I like awesome. his plan too. I don't like the way he like totally explained <laughs> everything. But the idea right. of like, oh, I'm going to make your goal. <laughs> I'm going to make the gold in the US invaluable for 57 years. So my stock in gold is multiplies by 10. That was yeah. that was cool.
1: No, I was going to say. Of it, its one, time. one, of, one of, Yeah, it's a very Lex Luthor kind of. Uh, yeah, kind of kind of plot a little bit you know a lot, a lot like like lex Luthor's ridiculous real estate plot in superman um yeah i would say it's one of the better parts of the it's what makes it one of the better bond films like part of it is just that goldfinger's a very good villain and then odd job is like one of the iconic like characters from any james bond movie basically does he come as back Oddjob? Nope. no nope. he, he, he dies It'd be kind of hard for him to come back <laughs> yeah. he got killed yeah. he got Forgot. killed
2: but good <laughs> yeah that's how memorable uh, i i what do we think about that callback to the first scene where he electrocutes him in the back? I'm like, there's a lot of electrocutions in this um, in this movie. Yeah,
1: there are. Yeah. I
0: never thought of
1: that as, as a callback until you said that. Because I always forget about that opening
0: scene. Right. <laughs> James Bond's like, oh, yeah, I can electrocute people. Yeah, that's right. I did this
2: before. <laughs> the opening um, scene was totally unnecessary.
0: <laughs> so this is a James Bond thing where it opens with an action sequence. Usually he's finishing up a mission. Yeah. Yeah. And you get you get like a spectacular stunt or something at the beginning. And then you get introed into the next mission that yeah. he gets. This might have been the first one that did that. I can't remember how Dr.
1: No oh. starts. But From Russia With Love doesn't start like this. It starts From Russia With Love starts with bad guy stuff going on. It's an action. I don't, I don't think Dr. No does either. Yeah. And, so I think yeah. this is the movie that introduced that. But it became it's very much a James Bond signature is just about every movie after this, I think, starts with a yeah. different Do like an unrelated he... action scene.
2: The special part of that scene was maybe some type of special effect to show the guy sneaking up behind him in the woman's eye or something like what was so special about that scene?
0: What do you mean? What was special about it? You mean why did like they the, do it?
2: You know, yeah. You said there's normally some special thing in the first scene.
1: Oh, no, no, no. Oh. I, don't, I don't mean that. I, I just mean like that's like a, a trope they do like uh, starting in do this something movie. Cool. Or not even something cool just like the opening like, like like paul said the opening sequence of a james bond movie is usually a, an action sequence related to like another mission he's finishing up or some other thing that doesn't relate mm. directly to just the main plot get
2: you in the mood for action
1: kind of yeah, it, yeah it, it, okay. and it's also a way to kind of like note that it's like right like he's always doing stuff like he's finishing one mission he's moving on to the next and we're gonna watch this right. one kind of going on i did look i was curious about like the novel that like the, the Ian Fleming novel Goldfinger that this is based on. And it also starts with him finishing up a mission in, in, you know, wh- wherever it is. I can't remember like Mexico or wherever, like somewhere in the Caribbean or something like that. And then coming up to Miami. Um, I was actually surprised reading the plot of the movie, how closely it followed.
0: I was going to say, the, the my, generally speaking, my understanding is they start off pretty closely hewn to the novels and then they drift pretty far away as, um as the as the movies kind of go on yeah um, do you
1: do you uh do you know by the way paul because i went through this to check do you know what was the first what was the first james bond movie that where the title was not one of the
0: ian fleming stories or short stories that's a good question yeah i am going to guess this, this is probably Moonraker. too too late but i'm gonna guess goldeneye you're close
1: No, Moonraker is actually, uh, Moonraker was a, uh, a James uh, an Ian Fleming. I can't remember if it was a, I think it was an actual novel, not, not just a short story. You're close with Goldeneye, but it's not Goldeneye. Was it License to Kill? Yep. It's License to Kill. Yeah. Everything, everything up through Living Daylights is, uh, was actually, I'm not, I'm not counting Never Say Never Again, obviously,
0: but all the others. yeah. Yeah. I knew Goldeneye was like the name of his house or whatever, um. Right, um, right. Which I always thought was cool. I always kind of wanted to live in a, in a house that had a name. Um, I don't know how houses get names. Do You just name it, or you just do it.
2: You just name you it. Just do
1: it. Yeah, why not? Just just do it. And then and then after, uh, License to Kill. The only movies that are that use real Bond titles are Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace.
0: Oh, I didn't know Quantum of Solace. Once. I did
1: not either. But
0: I looked it up. It's like, huh, look at that. <laughs> There's an actual story called Quantum of Solace. So going back to Goldfinger and yeah. uh, and something, so this is something I had never clocked before watching this, um, and and it kind of goes to Willie's you know James Bond is a moron um, theory. If I could take it one step further, it's a moron in this
2: movie. By the way, I bet you I would love the Daniel Craig movies. I
0: think yes, you I, I think you would. Yeah, um, and we'll find out when we make you watch one. Um, right. Was that they, he has they have that car chase that very long car chase scene, which is kind of like two car chase scenes put together. And ultimately he's undone, um, by driving towards a A mirror, mirror. (laughs) which I always thought as a kid. And I guess I always thought they set that mirror up as a trap for him. And then like just watching it this time, I was like, no, nah, it's just like one of those mirrors, so like just, so you just, can like check the traffic coming around the corner. Right. It's just there, and it was
1: like dark enough, I guess. Yeah, and
0: he's yeah. just fucking
1: like done in by it. I also totally thought that it was like a trap and in my in my memory, even though I mean, I guess I just you know I didn't see this that long ago. I mean, fifteen years ago is a long time, but I wasn't like a little kid or anything. But I didn't remember. Like in my memory, it was like a floor to ceiling mirror yes it was for me too yeah and like here it's like no it's like just a normal size it's like like, a, like you said like a mirror just to like look at traffic like it's not that big yeah i yeah. like
0: to think that that's his nemesis and every time he encounters one of those like anywhere he's just like fucking. Just like, oh my it. god there's a car coming what do i do
2: no, objectively honestly objectively there is maybe two moments in the entire movie where he was clever one was when he was getting changed on the airplane, but sure. it makes no. And the, and the other was on the golf course. Right. The rest and, of and, the time and, he
1: was. And right. when he and, got
2: the keys and broke out.
1: And 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 the getting the getting changed on the airplane doesn't really like it doesn't do anything like it's like he like he he gets it but he doesn't like like the, I guess the one thing it keeps him from seeing her it keeps her from seeing him activate the homing beacon that he puts yeah. in his yeah, shoe. But
2: that made no sense either, right? Because like if the idea that we're keeping him alive because he might have some value that he could bring and you know this guy is clearly fucking around on you at that moment you're still like all right i'm gonna shoot you like never mind like it's not worth
0: it yeah i mean james james bond is largely a series about like um villains who are get done in by their arrogance yeah and i think goldfinger is like a good example of that like he, he he even says at a certain point like he basically it's keeping James Bond around because he wants him to see him win. Like he wants James Bond to see Goldfinger win. Um, and then he'll kill him. And like, there's, and he basically says like, I'm bringing you to Fort Knox basically for that. (laughs) Right. Um, So that, so that you can see me win and then you'll die there. Yeah. When, when the Um, bomb goes off. Yeah. Which, which again, that, that, that's something that becomes a recurring trope in these movies. Um, that's fair. That's fair.
1: Yeah. But I I think like everything you said is is absolutely true. (laughs) That it's like he's just not like I I do like, though, it would maybe be better, honestly, if you know, if he wasn't so like not. um, I don't want to say not smart exactly, but 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 like you said, not not clever, which is a little bit different than being smart um, through most of the movie. But like I do like that he has this like somewhat clever idea to like to like. He, he hears what the plan is. He like writes it out. Then he takes the homing beacon. He puts it with that guy who's leaving, and it's like, okay, they'll catch him. They'll get this. Like they'll and everything. And I like how it's kind of like just foiled by the fact that it's like, yeah, but you didn't account for the fact that they had no intention of leaving this guy alive. And like, you know, y- y- you could even make they they don't ever say this, but you could even make the case that maybe he also thought like it's like, well, like they're they're letting him leave with this gold, like they're not gonna like. Well, I, I guess they could have still just killed him and kept the gold. I never understood why they don't do that. I don't what?
2: understand why they let him. Why go? don't they keep
1: the gold? Like, I mean, they, like, why does an odd job take the gold out of the car? He doesn't. Oh, it. before before getting yeah it before crushed. they crush
0: it. Like why do like why did they just like well we'll just let that gold go like well I mean they do get it back right they because they even say, right. like, I, I, I got to get I, my gold yeah, yeah, out yeah, of I the have car to separate
1: my gold from Mister Solo right but, but, but like
0: but I mean, we already established none of that needs to happen at all. Like that's right, just like right, right. Goldfinger's just got like this weird thing where he likes to kill people in very elaborate ways. Right. <laughs> that's the... which he does. Right. I mean, actually I, I said that as kind of a riff, but like he does, like he, he, they kill that girl. They paint that girl all gold <laughs> right. um, to kill. His, he likes very elaborate deaths for people. Yeah. And, and the gold, you know, the gold paint
1: thing, Willie, you, know, you may be aware of this, but like, that's like iconic. That is like the iconic, like image of Goldfinger, like like her, yes, that like when that the ain't. movie came out, her thing like that was like on the cover of Life magazine and like stuff it's like that. Deal. Yeah. 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 So there's that. The other the other, you know, there are a few iconic things. Like we said, the other thing that come the is,
2: name Pussy Galore, that must sure. have been controversial. Yeah. F back then.
1: Yeah. They um, they thought about renaming her Kitty Galore. Um, like the the American for like the American
0: censors, and in the end they decided to let it go through, which I kind of can't believe. Yeah, <laughs> and that's and you talk about problematic things. It's also, I mean, she's heavily coded as a lesbian who, like James Bond, wins over right in the end, which she is, is like pretty. she is
1: explicitly a lesbian in the novel for what's worth. Yeah, yeah and okay. and I don't know that. James Bond wins her over in the novel. Maybe he does. I don't know. Does he but, win her over
2: in the movie? As far as I'm concerned, he just kind of pins her down and makes ma- ma- makes his way. No, he yeah, does but she, she seems pretty
1: happy with it at the end. I mean, and she whether she or not changes that's sides for okay him or not is another thing. Yeah, she does change sides for him, and she's oh, like totally true. with him in the in the end when they're like when they're waiting to be saved or whatever at the very yeah. end, right? The, the last thing of the movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. So there, I mean, so there are things that
1: are. Yeah. pretty fucked about this movie um and then the other, the other iconic part which was like definitely the part of the movie that like when i was a kid was like the part that held my interest the most was the car i mean
0: oh yeah oh, car is yeah. dope yeah we didn't even talk about q yet like, right that's true yeah it's just, this is the movie that introduces q right i believe it is yes i believe it is too i, and, I
1: don't think he's in from russia with love i don't
0: yeah I, I think this is the movie that introduces him yeah um so so Q,
1: um, Willie, you know, the 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 guy who gives him the gadgets, the head of the head of Q branch Q Q stands for quartermaster. Mm. Then not that they ever say any that or anything like that. Mm. But he's like the guy who, you know, shows him like all of his gadgets in the beginning of the movie and says, you know, try to bring it back all in one piece. Double oh seven. You know that, that guy. Right. Um, so he he is introduced in this movie and then he's basically in every movie until he dies. <laughs> yeah. OK. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Which uh, which movie was that? It's the. Is it it's tomorrow the, never dies? Is that the last? No, movie he's in? he he's in the world is not enough, and they oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah.
0: Are in that movie right? Who, who uh, John, never comes back again?
1: Right, he, I think he comes back and die another day. Right?
0: Does and, he? And, and and then he's gone. I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's not around gives for real. Gives one.
1: him the stupid invisible car. Um, anyway. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. There's a movie we should make Willie watch. <laughs> if he's gonna give this half a star, I, I shudder to think. This he's is gonna one of the good ones. <laughs> yeah. I don't
2: think I'm gonna watch. I don't think I'm gonna watch another James Bond movie.
1: You should watch the Daniel Craig ones because those, those those are different, legitimately. Sure. And 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 I agree. Like you said, you'd probably like them. I think you'll actually like them. And we should we we should at least give you a James Bond movie you'll like. We should like pick me. Have up. you have you watched Casino best Royale? One in
2: your opinion, Casino probably Casino Royale? Royale.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, I would I Did would probably that? I I would like while not necessarily the most representative, like we said, because Goldfinger is. I think it's like that's the best James Bond movie. Did they oh, film that
2: in um, Montenegro? Yes. Yes, they did. I think they filmed that at the hotel we stayed at.
1: Did they? That I'm not sure.
2: I feel like somebody told me that while we were there. They could have been full of shit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean they did film it in Montenegro. That I'm I'm fairly sure about that. Either that or it's just supposed to be in Montenegro. <laughs> I
0: don't I don't remember which one now.
1: I
2: don't know how we end this now. We've already given grades. Yeah,
0: yeah. we did. And, and, and any other thoughts? What did you think of the what do you think of the opening titles, by the way? We didn't talk about that because that's oh, another iconic.
2: iconic and amazing. What's the complaint about those?
0: <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> it's a very catchy song, cool. right?
2: Yeah. The very they're you know, th- this is when of when we came on the first time, I'm like, oh yeah. They definitely like The Bond theme songs, the Bond girl. All you hear about is Bond girl, Bond theme song, and the credits. And yeah, the opening was good theme song. Interesting look, feel, cinematography. I felt like it was made by somebody that did not have anything to do with the rest of the movie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The the girl, if I remember correctly, the girl in the opening credits who is... Undulating or whatever, and like they're and they're showing the scenes from the movie over on her body is uh is the girl who plays Dink the the masseuse in the very beginning of the movie the who's yeah, uh, feel yeah, massaging her or massaging James Bond
2: oh no not, not Dink who's the first person who's the woman that dies with the
1: gold Jill oh, Jill Jill Masterson. Jill Masterson yeah that's who I thought it was no no it's not yeah it's not her but she's great um. Yeah, any other, you know, we were talking about the the car um, before the the Aston Martin. I mean, that that Aston Martin also is the inspiration, even though it's not an Aston Martin, but it's definitely the inspiration for Spy Hunter. If you ever played Spy Hunter. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I can see that. Yeah, because it has smoke screen. Your your weapons are an oil slick and a smoke screen, which are the first two things they talk about in that car. They also had missiles, but which you know the Aston Martin did not have. But it did have the machine. Had machine guns. Yeah.
2: I like the eject button. Eject to shoot
1: your jaw. I also really (laughs) like the. um, I never joke about my work. 007. The the
2: the way they implemented the bulletproof windshield in the back, which was basically just a big piece of steel
0: coming out of the back, just raises up. Like they have that they have that clearly like very thick piece of steel back there, but the doors are also just bulletproof somehow, and they're like normal doors. Right. <laughs> but they couldn't make like the back. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Love the gadgets. Good gadgets. Yeah. yeah they are I mean, actually, they're they're really they really dial up the gadgets later. This movie's relatively gadget light. I mean, the car's got a ton of gadgets. Right. And then they just but, have the homing
1: device basically. Right? The homing devices, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, basically that's about it. it.
2: I do like his shoe that you know they have uh, more so than the homing devices. I just like that he could hide stuff in his shoe.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think
2: you want put stuff a,
0: in my shoe. Yeah, you can put a thumb drive in there these days. Perfect size. Yeah, yeah. the early Bond movies
1: because I was thinking like that this one and uh, he, he's got a he's got a cool like a, a watch that does some cool stuff in from Russia with love and I feel like those seem very like borderline realistic like not the Aston Martin but like the other stuff. It's like It seems like it's like, yeah, like, this seems like stuff that there might have been, like, actually these kinds of gadgets in, like, spycraft in, like, the 60s and 70s. Like, like, it doesn't seem out of the question. Like, I've seen, you know, in in D.C., they have, like, a National Spy Museum, and they show stuff that, like, they actually created for spies during the Cold War, and it's like, some of it seems actually not too far off.
0: Didn't they try to kill Castro once with an exploding pen or something? Yes.
1: Right, yeah, famously. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep. So, there you go. I think, Willie, probably you know, you're talking about what James Bond is supposed to be. And one of the things he's really supposed to be is suave. And I think like the scene that, or the, the, the little sequence that really sets that off is kind of the opening sequence where he like swims up in the wetsuit and gets out and, and like sets up the bomb or whatever, and then takes off his wetsuit and has a little a a white tux, tux yeah, under a white tux. It, And just like puts a, like a boutonniere in and just kind of like calmly goes in. Like that is like a quintessential James Bond moment, I think. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's who he, that's who this character is. The yeah. kind of guy that could do that. Yeah,
1: but I think you, you also hit the nail on the head, Willie, which is that it's like I think like absolutely James Bond is like meant to be someone who like men aspire to want to be like. And I think what men aspire to want to be like has changed quite a bit in 40, 40 years or so. I mean, let alone 60. Um, And I think that is borne out by like the Daniel Craig portrayal of Bond, who in some way like takes some of those same parts of bond. Cause you can't just make it a completely different person, but like also is a very, a much more recognizable like character for like, you know, for today or, or you know generally like the last like 15, 20 years. Right. Yeah.
0: I think it would be wild to have only seen this movie and then watch casino Royale. Like they, like this, like the probably like the 50 year, like acceleration of James Bond very quickly. Right. Um, I would be, i I'll be super interested to to hear what you think when when and if we watch that movie. Yeah, we'll do. Um.
1: All right, there we go. James Bond. We uh we popped your James Bond cherry, so to speak. Yeah. Sadly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's
2: much cooler yeah. when I could say I've never. Maybe. Maybe. I still hold my street cred when I'm like, yeah, I've seen a James Bond movie and I thought I fucking sucked.
0: Yeah, no, I like think that's a just, take you're going you're gonna to yeah. hear a lot of yeah. like people are like, oh, I actually hate James Bond. Yeah, it's better to just not have seen it.
1: Um, mm. Now, you just got to go the other way now and just watch them all like a million times and become like a Bond expert and, and <laughs> at the same time be like, I fucking hate him, but I know everything about these movies. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can tell you every single producer cameo in every movie.
0: <laughs> in these absolute <laughs> trash movies
1: that I hate so much. Let me let me wax poetic about for your eyes only, or the man with the golden gun.
0: They would traditionally I don't know if they still do it. Do, do you guys do they still do the um Thanksgiving James Bond marathon? Um
2: they I'm too busy watching King Kong.
0: Sorry. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. We all we know what Willie's viewing habits are on Thanksgiving very well. Um Yeah, they might. They might. I don't know what they would where they would do it, right? We we, we look when we wanted to watch the movie. We looked to see where these things were streaming and they were like streaming all over the place, which makes me think that like very weird, like, you know, different, you know, uh, media groups hold the rights to some of these.
0: Does TBS even still exist as a going concern?
1: It exists. I don't know if they do. Yeah, I, I, TBS. They show a lot of uh, they show a lot of Marvel movies now, which, you know, makes really. Sense. Yeah. Like 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 I feel like you, you on either TBS or TNT, you can kind of count on there being a Marvel movie like a couple times a week. Because that's sometimes if I'm just not doing anything else and like I'm just like waiting for my like kids to do something or whatever it's like i'll just like turn on one of those channels and like flip around and be like yep captain america civil war is on i'll just put that on for like 20 minutes it's probably around the airport scene anyway
0: i like the notion that you're waiting for your kids to do something yeah dad what are you what are you watching this for i'm waiting for you to do something yeah (laughs) Well, (laughs) well usually it's i'm waiting for them to like finish
1: changing or like clean up or something like that and i'm just like tired of sitting there watching them do it and be like guys clean up so they'll be like I'm going up for 10 minutes. It better be cleaned up when I come back down.
0: I'm going to watch 10 minutes of Thor 2 and when I come back, I'm going to be pissed That's off. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if, it's,
1: if it's Thor the Dark World, I find something else. <laughs> Thank you very much. I have my standards. One thing that I wish that I could watch, he said, segueing away from Goldfinger and the MCU, um, was the uh, old Saturday morning cartoon version of X-Men that we used to watch. And I heard that I will be able to watch it again soon because, incredibly, Disney is bringing back, or I guess Marvel, whoever this is, is bringing back the, the Saturday morning version of X-Men with new episodes mm-hmm. with the original voice cast from, like, mm-hmm. literally, like, over 20 years ago.
0: Uh, I, are we at, like... I, does this... Does this is. Does this sequel or like reboot sequel error of television have a name? Because if it does, we're at peak that right now. Yes. I I can't think of anything more like insane than like, this is, believe me, this is a show I watched a lot of and loved as a kid. It is mind blowing to me that they're bringing this show back and making more of it. Yeah. Agreed. There's
2: a lot of trash out there. A lot of trash. Why not try not to bring back trash? It was good i mean i mean the the that's what i'm saying yeah this was good it has some longevity has characters everybody
1: likes it has characters everybody likes what what i found incredible and i didn't even watch all of these parts of it um but like it was one of the first shows that i can remember like that was doing some kind of existing you know uh ip i guess for lack of a better way to say it um existing intellectual property and like actually like did a pretty good job of it like they started with like some dumb stuff in the beginning even though like I liked it as a kid like they had this they had this morph character who like didn't really exist and like they killed him off really quickly and like you know it was kind of like who's that um Mm -hmm. but then they actually like they did like real plots for like very famous plots from like the comic books um and adapted them and did a pretty good job of adapting them which I think like no one really would have expected a Saturday morning cartoon show to do back at that time you know this was, right. this was basically pre superhero movies being cool like it was like by the time this came out batman had become not cool again because i think it like came out maybe the same year that batman and robin came out you know what oh too, yeah probably
2: is, um, they got to figure out a way to keep selling fucking wolverine t-shirts and figures and all that kind of shit and it's not like Hugh jackman's coming back again
1: right That is that is true. The
2: whole that whole cast, they got to figure out how to keep selling T-shirts and little action figures and Halloween costumes and everything for this. Like those those folks.
1: And I guess this is a way like not that anybody forgets about the X-Men. I mean, obviously, there's like a huge segment of the population that's like totally psyched for the X-Men to come back. But like they're going to be bringing the X-Men into the MCU at some point. Like that's that that was like the number one thing everybody said when Disney bought Fox when or Disney bought the entertainment part of Fox I should say was like oh yeah. like now the X Men are going to get to be in Marvel movies, um so this is maybe a way to sort of like slowly re you know reintroduce them say a little that bit for
2: fucking forever yeah well, every be,
0: every
1: I know I know and who knows when they'll actually do it but they will um at some
0: point you know do you think do you think we're getting I do do you think we would get all new Um, cast for X-Men or do you think we're getting like the McAvoy era X-Men when they bring them in I
1: think it's going to be all new and I
0: think that's part of the
1: reason they're going to wait a little
0: bit I think so too and and I and honestly I think that old franchise ran itself I didn't even see the last movie like I think that franchise more or less ran itself into the ground yeah I think it did too I, I not not really the fault of the actors but yeah, no. No. Like, no. no they, I mean,
1: I heard. To I heard bring Dark in new Phoenix people. was atrocious.
2: Yeah, they have to bring in new people because, like, whatever happens, you know, it's another five or ten fucking movies. Like, they can't try. Like, have McAvoy rolling out there for another five or ten movies. Right. He won't
1: do it. Right. Or I mean, yeah. yeah or, or Michael Fassbender. Like, no way. He's not going to do another. I'm, five I'm surprised movies. Michael Fassbender went through as many movies as he did. Quite honestly, seriously,
2: which was what three maybe.
1: Yeah, or four. I, no, it was, it was, it was more, more than, than that. Fe- Yeah, it was it was first class. Days of Future Past. It was four, right? Days. You must have got paid for first those class, class. Days too. of Future Past, um, Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix. Or am I missing one in in, in between there?
0: I want to say you're missing one, but I can't think of what it would be. Right.
1: Yeah. So I think I think that I think it is four. And Jennifer Lawrence was very tired of them at the end, which is why I believe they killed her off in the last one.
0: I think that's. I think that's true. Having never seen it again, having never
1: seen it, but I think I read that. Yeah, Mm. because I had no intention of seeing that one, that movie. That's dumb. Dumb that they killed her off, or just dumb
2: killing off Mystique because Jennifer Lawrence didn't want to be her anymore. Like such an easy thing to overcome the fact that this is a shapeshifter. She could look like fucking anybody.
1: It's true. Well, yeah, it's fair. Yeah, like, and she's under a ton, She's, she's to, under a ton of blue makeup and everything. It's not of yeah. all
2: characters to kill off, like, whatever. That that's just dumb. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, they're not making any more of those. So that that but, last movie pretty much killed it off.
0: But I think the speed at which people will tolerate a reboot is, you know, studios are always like compressing that as much as i can right they are and
1: and again there's like a a a segment of the audience yeah there's a segment of the audience that is dying to see the x-men in these movies and i feel personally i feel like it's like i can wait because honestly like i'd rather it you gotta have room to breathe you know it's like they're introducing all these other new people it's like you're gonna have too many characters like you already are like right there Uh,
2: the wolverine recasting is gonna be fucking
0: next to impossible so here's my prediction just off the top of my head, I think they'll get through the Kang the Con- Conqueror part of the MCU, and yeah. then that's when, that, yeah, that's when the X Men will come in after that. Yeah, whenever I, I think, I think you're probably right. I don't, I don't know what you call that. Like that, so- the next when the next saga the is the next over, saga. Yeah, yeah. So do you th- you think
1: it. Kang the Conqueror will play out through like past the end of Phase Four of the yes, MCU? I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well,
2: this is like you're not. We're not going to see it come
1: together for like a decade. Then I mean, that's how it was with the first part right like it's like marvel basically considers the first 23 movies all part of one saga the infinity saga they call it all the way up through spider-man far from home um and that was you know basically 2008 to 2019
0: i mean there's still they haven't even like handed off all the movies yet like we're there's we still have like hawkeye to do um Right, and they they still haven't introduced like whoever the new you know slate of characters. are still introducing them. We just yeah, yeah, got yeah. Shang chi like, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. they
1: I mean they're introducing new people through the TVs and the movie, or TV shows and the movies through, you know, the next at least the next two or three years, and then they are all the people we don't know about yet. Right, and there's a Fantastic Four movie coming at some point,
0: right? Which like. I, I, uh. People are weird about the Fantastic Four. I mean, there are people who fucking like. Oh, I can't wait for Fantastic Four. Like all my life, I've been like, meh. I don't really care yeah. about the Fantastic Four. I'm pretty Four mad about Fantastic
1: Four, but I, like, it'll be fine. Like, like, I mean, one thing I generally have faith in with Marvel is that it's like it won't be like it won't be shitty. Like, it's like I don't know, you know, it might not be transcendent, but like, it's not going to be a shitty Fantastic Four movie whenever they do come out with it. Like that, do, I believe. Yeah. Like, like just- they'll do they'll do a decent job with it. Like, and I'm sure. I mean, it could even be really good. I think I think whether it's really good will depend hugely on like, I assume. Well, I don't assume, you know, normally you assume that a Fantastic Four movie is going to have Dr. Doom as the bad guy, but this won't. Right. Because that would be a major bad guy to just introduce all of a sudden when you're in the middle of Kang the Conqueror land.
2: We assume that Chris Evans will reprise his role as Johnny Storm. Of course. (laughs) Fantastic Four. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, they're just going to keep the whole original cast what's his name yo Yoan griffith isn't doing much these days is he
2: <laughs> i don't think michael chiklis is doing much yeah and, exactly you know, jessica
1: alba i could she's, see her he's and- doing all her honest products or whatever
0: What gonna say <laughs> what is she doing i haven't feel like she's, i haven't she's seen her in anything in a while she's crazy rich. yeah because yeah. she's
1: she's the ceo of uh of honest like the, the company that makes all the kids really stuff yeah, yeah she founded that she's she like that's her company
0: holy shit good for her yeah yeah, yeah she is crazy rich She's like the one person that like Marvel can come to, and she's like, "I don't need your oh, Yo, totally your Marvel oh, money, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, yeah." That's funny. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, yeah. good for her, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, but I mean, but that's I guess part of Phase Four, since it was like in that teaser, even though they didn't give a date for it. Um, when they like listed all the Phase Four movies, so. Yeah, we'll see how this goes. What were we even talking about?
0: How did we get on this? We, can, we can never go too far without talking about the MCU. Somehow. No, no, we can't. This no, is we let were me talking ask you about the
2: cartoon coming out. Oh, you're uh, right. yeah. There we go. It All right. Sense. So let
0: me ask you. So here's another question I thought. of. I also recently watched the trailer for the Flash movie. Um, oh, I have not. Um, and it's it's going to be weird. There's going to be two basically multiverse movies coming out probably within a year of each other. Yeah. Um, the and Flash movie's a multiverse movie? Yeah, because it's got Michael yeah.
1: Keaton as Batman. And and that's and, like, it's a multiverse thing. It's <laughs> yeah. obviously Ben Affleck as Batman in the Ezra
0: Miller-verse. And he's also in this one. Um,
1: oh, Affleck's in it too? I don't think
0: I realized yeah. that. Yeah, so they're doing another big multiverse crossover. Is it which, is it is it Flashpoint, like we thought it would be? Yes, it yeah. totally is. Okay. Yeah. It opens with him going back in time to see his mom. So. Yeah, well, there we go. Um... So I I think it feels like a good excuse to like do even more pandering to us and us being like older fans who remember the movies from the eighties and nineties and whatnot, but damn it, I'm here for it. It works on me. I don't care. Like, you know, get Michael Keaton out of mothballs and (laughs) slap him in that rubber suit. Let me see it. Let's it. Let's make it happen. Out of mothballs. (laughs) These are mothballs, right? Yeah. 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 He definitely is.
2: Those moths, they are attracted to rubber like nothing else. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, so we'll watch all that. What do we uh, so what do we what what else do we do on this show? We we talk about how people can reach us, right? I think.
0: That's a thing we, we keep do. Ta- we keep talking about it. Yeah, we do keep talking about it. Has um, anybody reached us? I don't know. I, I contend we still don't actually know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we there's a there's a decent chance we're giving out a non-working email address every week. Oh no, I know it's working because
1: because the most recent email and it, it is me testing the email. <laughs> it's it's an email that says that is <laughs> the subject line is why don't I actually test this right and then the, <laughs> and then the su- and then the body is I mean right. It's only been 10 months. <laughs> and it worked. So there you go. And what is that email address, Nish? That email address is talktopodflix at gmail.com. T A L K T O P O D F L I X. Perfect. Once again, that. No, I'm just. <laughs> All right. So you can email us there at, at talktopodflix at gmail.com. You can also uh, tweet at us, and that is uh, at PodFlix.
0: Is Twitter not cool anymore?
1: Oh, I don't know. I don't care. I mean, if it's not cool, that's where we should be, right? <laughs> We're everywhere. That's not cool. <laughs> exactly. So look us <clears> up <throat> on Friendster. Yep. Our LinkedIn profile is... <laughs> <laughs> we should make a LinkedIn profile for PodFlix.
0: Mm, should it be, though. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we should. And then just post mm. like investing advice. <laughs> you
0: can do that. It's, all, no. it's <laughs> all crypto stuff. That's right. <laughs> Buy <laughs> our <laughs> NFTs, people.
1: It's, it's, it's basically just a crypto account. <laughs> like, yeah. just...
0: Why aren't we making NFTs? That's what I want to know. All of our tokens are totally fungible.